Welcome to Drama Bonded. I'm Jess. I'm Mandy. And we are Drama Bonded, a podcast where we bond over the drama and trauma in the Bachelor multiverse and throughout Western pop culture. Hi. Hello. How's things? Man, I feel like coming off the holiday weekend, today just felt like a blur. Yeah. It. Yes. <laughs> I agree with that. Uh... How are you? I'm good. I'm really proud of myself. Rather than get off work and take a nap, I got off work and I went in search of candy. And I was like, I know how this works. Go to a gas station. So I drove to what I deemed to be an acceptable gas station and I got lucky. Yeah, she did. So this week we are reviewing Laffy Taffy Fruit Combos, two-in-one flavors. Already a huge fan, just saying. Yeah, well, and it meets your, it, I feel like it has enough flavors for your threshold of flavors, too. <laughs> so we've got strawberry kiwi, mango passion fruit, wild berry banana, and strawberry orange. Bow, bow, bow. You guys, huge fan. Also, the mango passion fruit, delicious. I was a big fan of the banana, but yeah, like all of them were really good, and they still, it's, it still feels like Laffy Taffy, even though there's not all Laffy Taffy flavors. Yeah. And some of them are combined with like OG Laffy Taffy flavors and some of them are brand new. Yeah. Delicious. Huge win. I don't want to dox myself, but I got them at a Chevron gas station. So also there's two jokes on each candy. So not only double the flavor, but double the jokes. That's awesome. Yeah. Even though one of them I felt like wasn't a joke, but you know, bar is low. Yeah, I didn't actually understand that joke. Yeah, me neither. It was more of a fact. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I just have to start our Bachelor conversation by saying I do have some major regrets about <laughs> being open-minded, you know, towards Brayden. Wow, he really showed some true colors this episode. And I am also kind of bummed he's on my top four because I already see into the future and it doesn't look very lengthy. You don't think he's going to get his way to the top four? Well, I mean, we obviously see that he gets a one-on-one next week. And uh, there's like some drama about maybe Charity's... uh, I'm assuming when Charity's talking about clipping off someone's rose, it's his. And I don't know if the production did this intentionally, but... Next week, the clips that they showed about Brayden in the like season premiere, there was no more Brayden after what we have seen of next week. So unless production is trying to fool us, I'm a little worried that Brayden's time might be over next week. Oh, shit. Well, that can go one of two ways. Production can be very sneaky I know, in editing. Like, maybe not. Because some of the editing to me, I for a second, I thought, no way did I see this because I would have remembered. But actually, I did forget. Um, I have the feeling that it was so over the top that there's no way that it's about Brayden. Okay. Part of me just like sometimes they force feed it to you so much and then you just want you to buy the obvious thing that like sometimes they bamboozle us and it's not that thing. Well, I'm torn because on the other, on the one hand, Brayden is not good for charity. 
But on the other hand, he's great television and he's on my top four. So you need him to stay. <laughs> selfishly, I would like him to stick around a little he, bit longer. He is good television. He's he's so obnoxious. And I his perception of himself is also very funny to me that he was like portraying like he, at one point he was mocking what people must think of him. And that, oh, guy with the very, you know, weird ass earrings and oh, weird ass velvet shirt must not have very much emotional depth. And it's like, dude, if you dress like that, you clearly have too much emotional depth. Yeah. Like no one's wondering the what? Yeah, I would say the opposite. Yeah. No offense. I also suffer from too much emotion. Like, <laughs> you know, he's I don't know. He's a weirdo. I think Brayden is intensely insecure. Yeah. And I think that that's why he's you know, saying things like may the best man win and he's kind of projecting his confidence and his connection. With, um, he's always like boasting about his connection with charity. And I should have counted how many times he had to remind everybody that he got the first impression. Rest. Yeah. It was like Christina all over again talking about the first one on one. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and I think I mean, as much as I supported his fashion choices, I think he's a little insecure in his fashion choices, which makes them a little less cool. Uh, you know, if you're going to do it, just own it. Yeah, do it. But I don't know. Well, I guess uh, we'll definitely be talking more about Brayden. Oh, we yeah. We're, we're not even close to being done with that one. Uh, but on the topic of Brayden, I would like to ask you, do you think that the pursuit of love is selfish? You know, it's funny. I wrote that down. In the way Brayden was saying it, no. But I do think you have to be selfish when finding love. Okay. Expand. If you feel comfortable, you don't have to. I realize well, I'm really putting you on the spot here. I feel like in my earlier relationships when I was, you know, young and naive and immature, those were the relationships where I would kind of lose myself, where mm, I would kind of just okay. become who I was dating and, you know, maybe try too hard to all of a sudden be into rock climbing or all of a sudden be into jazz or, well, I do like jazz, but you know what I mean? Like all of a sudden I'm, I'm not just dabbling in their interests. I feel pressure to kind of become this version of me that fits into their life. And I've realized as I've gotten older that true love is more so of two people who are able to be entirely themselves, but are also compatible and willing to work on a relationship together. And I do think that that requires some level of obviously self-awareness, but also the ability to set boundaries and be selfish. Wow, snaps. That's that's awesome. I have nothing to add. I, <laughs> yeah, I felt like when Braden said it and then I thought about it, I was like, honestly, this feels a little too reductive. But to be fair, I didn't go past that. So Props for like really expanding on that. But that that's, I mean, like when he well said, said it, I didn't agree with it. Oh, for sure. No. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Brayden. <laughs> Thank you. He he does not know anything. No, I, he would. Yeah. Nah. Anyway. Okay. I just wanted to expand on that because it was a thought that I had and I was so quick to be like, Brayden's wrong. And then I was like, well, but yes, Brayden's wrong, but is Brayden wrong? <laughs> so, uh, should we move on to the episode? Yeah. Aaron B. gets our first one-on-one. -on -one. And he starts it by flipping that damn coin. Ugh. Why? I hate that coin. And I hate that he did not let her know that it was a double-sided coin. 
immediately. Yeah. That bugs me. Kind of icky. It is. It's just, nope. Yeah. And you know, I didn't, I didn't love this date. It was kind of lame. It was, it, to me, it was a real moment of being pulled out of the show and being like, this feels too fast. There doesn't, it feels like there's no chemistry here and they're really maybe trying to force it a little bit. I don't know. It didn't, I, I just couldn't believe them as a couple. Yeah, well, I also felt like she was jumping the gun and saying like crazy things like this connection could last a lifetime and maybe she didn't literally say that, but it was something along those lines where it's like, wow, you've kissed him once and all of a sudden you're seeing a future with them. And it, it just felt like kind of a lot. Yeah, it it felt. And maybe that's part of it. Maybe he wasn't as into it and was kind of having a harder time navigating it. Or, yeah, it just, there was a, mis, a mismatch of things going on to where I just, I wasn't, I wasn't buying it. Oh, yeah, this is what she said. Um, after the first kiss, a love that is indispensable. A love that could last forever. It's like, what? A From one kiss? That is indispensable. Interesting. World choice. Okay. Know, just, yeah. No, no, no. For sure. I, I agree. Like, that's, that's intense. That's a lot. <laughs> so then when um, they go to dinner. Oh, wait. Sorry. Do we want to talk about the Hollywood sign part? They must have been on a private road, right? Yeah. Okay. Because, like, that confused me for a minute. I was like, there's no way that there's nobody else on this road. And also, she made the comment that not many people get to go here. Yeah. You can't just go up to the Hollywood sign. Yeah. Well, both the parking lot and that was like overlooking it and oh, them going up there. I'm like, not sure. Yeah, the whole thing. It was cool, I guess. Kind of weird. I hate those dates where they're like, ooh, glitz, glamour, Hollywood. Like, well, oh. And they were like forcing the 100-year anniversary into the date. It just felt really overproduced. Yeah, they must have gotten some sort of incentive to film there. I swear to God and like say that so that they could, you know, Hollywood could get that publicity. Our relationship will be like the Hollywood sign. 100 years old. I don't know why that came out British, but it did. It's just because it's like, why are we equate, equating our love story to the age of the Hollywood sign? Yes. I don't know. Yeah, it was, it was a stretch for me. <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah. So anyway, moving on to dinner. <laughs> uh, we find out that Aaron said that he used to not be a great boyfriend. Uh, and when she asks him more about it, he alludes to the fact that he was a bad communicator. Oh, sorry. He struggled with active listening and communicating. Which, I mean, it was lovely to find out that he's in therapy and that that was something he wanted to share with her. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think being able to recognize mistakes that you've made in the past and take ownership honestly is kind of a big deal because yeah. you know it's a huge red flag. Obviously, there are a lot of circumstances in which it makes sense. But like pretending like you didn't, have any issues in your last relationship that were related to you. You know, if if two people can't make it work, sometimes there's reasons on both sides of things or, you know, maybe you're the instigator and you did more than somebody else. Like, I just feel like it is really crucial to take that responsibility because it shows that to your potential partner, you can change and grow. Yeah. Or, you know, there's a lot to be said for someone who can recognize their fault and want to grow and be better. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's validating. Like, okay, this is somebody who if they do something wrong can acknowledge that they did something wrong. 
Yeah, I do think that there was some like dot, dot, dot with the I was a bad boyfriend. Uh, Just, you know, there's no way for us to know exactly the history of that relationship and what entirely he meant by that. Uh, But that was just like maybe like a pink flag, in my opinion. Yeah, I could see that. Coupled with the double-headed coin. (laughs) Uh, I did love her dress. Oh, yeah. Smoking. Smoking. Oh, she's... She's got such good fashion. She's flawless. For sure. Like, everything she's worn. I don't know. I guess the bachelorettes do get styled. And I guess the stylist for the bachelorette is just really gelling with Charity because, man, she has yet to wear something that looks bad. I mean, I know we're only two episodes in, and the first episode she wore one thing, but... I wonder how much say the bachelorettes get with the styling because, you know, hypothetically... If you or I were the bachelorette, I feel like we would be very opinionated <laughs> with our looks. Yeah, I'm what happened to poor Rachel would not happen to me. Right. But also, yeah, I don't know the process. I don't know yet. Just curious. But I think also being able to see Gabby and Rachel in the same season, clearly there's some room for negotiation. So anyway. Um yeah, so she's she's into Aaron B. Yep, he gets the rose. No surprise there. Yeah. Um the date card. Group date. Yeah. Uh who who's going? Uh why did I write down Dodson? I don't know whose name that is. Clearly there's no guy named Dodson. Dotton? Dotton. But he didn't go on that he group date. He didn't go on that group date. I know. So I, it's not. Okay. Who knows? And I don't know. I actually can't even trust my list, you guys. I wrote Dodson. A big group of men go on the dodgeball date. <laughs> Entitled Suns Out, Buns Out. And Tanner was kind of stressed about it. And that was like a moment where I was like, oh, no, you should be stressed because we've seen previews and you're going to wear a Speedo. Yeah. I, I just could do without these dates. Like the, the dodgeball was fun. Does it count as a contact sport? No. Okay, fair. What if they were just like wearing shorts with no shirts on? Like, why do they have to be in Speedos? Also, it was fucking gold. Everybody yeah. was shivering. Let them wear shorts and a t-shirt. I don't care. Let them wear blue jeans like Tom Cruise. Like, whatever. I just, I hate the idea of people having to squeeze into those tiny little Speedos and like the only reason it works is because every one of those guys has an incredible body. Yeah, but they're also still stressed out about it, which is totally valid. At the end, the very end of the episode, did you get that far? They're all shaving. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I, okay, listen. Maybe, I mean, Caleb obviously has a lot of experience showing his body on television, but I feel like most people- even if you have a nice body, there is body insecurity issues. And maybe like having to wear something you're uncomfortable with on national television would be a stressful thing. Yeah, because those aren't also like bare minimum. They're just not that flattering on anybody. So I I don't know. That aside, the dodgeball was really cracking me up. Xavier bringing his A game. Oh, yeah. I made Saul come in and watch his double ball catch. That was so impressive. And then, was it Adrian who got three people out with one One ball? ball. Yes. That was pretty epic and sad for the green team. Or wait, sorry, the pink team. (laughs) That was sad for the pink team. They still won. 
I know, but that moment, they should be embarrassed about that moment. <laughs> that was, yeah. especially when they showed in slow motion. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> it was, yeah, I was dying. I, I think that was a ton of fun. I also feel like we really got to see some of like Caleb's performative wrestler personality. He was eating it up. Oh, yeah. You, for sure. For sure. <laughs> Um, I also really loved Aaron S's comment about Xavier going to the jump park on weekends and <laughs> pummeling children. Children, <laughs> which I will say after this episode, I do have like slightly better vibes off of Aaron S. I just so based too. off of what I know of him from the show. I know so far. I will say that maybe our uh, first impression of him being what was it? Oh, we called him a douche. Yeah, I was trying to think of a nicer word, but I guess it's Oh, okay. Yeah, no, we... Yeah. Mm. Um, I don't remember what it was, but... Yeah. Oh, I felt like he was most Putting like, his foot in his, his mouth. mouth. Yeah. AKA douche. For sure. He's a CrossFitter. It could be hit or miss. Yeah, you just never know. I am getting better vibes from him, even though we haven't seen a lot of him. For sure. That comment made me laugh, and the way he said it was in such jest that I was just like, he's getting his ass handed to him, and he can still make a joke, so... We'll take it. Yeah, I I was kind of confused why the people watching the dodgeball game were creating like the barrier around them. Yeah. Because so many pe- people kept getting pelted with balls. Who screamed, this is for you, Charity, and then proceeded to throw a ball as hard as he, oh, it was Caleb B, who said he could throw a ball 96 miles an hour and then proceeded to peg one of the girls standing on the side watching. Yeah, I was like, why are these people standing behind the men that are being thrown at? Yeah. Side court. Side court. Oh, my God. I Even I know that. They kind of deserved it if they were standing there, I guess. But it seemed like production would have been like, don't stand there. That's a bad idea. Yeah. You get hit by one of those balls in your face. Your braces are going to get stuck to your teeth. <laughs> or to your lips. There's definitely some junior high PTSD. Just a little. <laughs> but, yeah. I don't know. That was wild to me. I had I was always the kid with glasses, and so a ball to the face meant my glasses were going to be smashed against the bridge of my nose. Yeah, uh, and I was the person peeling my lips off of my braces. <laughs> um, I was also shocked that they had to play five rounds. Like, why not best two out of three? They really made those guys play that many rounds of dodgeball? I think the rounds went by fairly quickly. Did they? Okay. It didn't seem like a very big court. No, not big enough. So I guess that was... That was why. Um, Pink team wins. Pink team wins. And then Charity gets to pick MVP from the green team. And mind you, the green team had already been chanting MVP to Adrian, who was just crushing shit for the green team. Yeah, because he was the last one in, right? Multiple times. Yeah. And getting multiple people out with one ball. So, of course, he is the MVP. And Also, Charity is just also going to pick a guy that she wants to further her connection with. It's not actually about being an MVP. (laughs) Brayden could not wrap his little brain around that. Yeah. Well, because he's 24 (laughs) and not very smart. (laughs) That killed me. He's like, obviously Caleb was better. Yeah. Obviously, you know nothing about women. (laughs) Get out of here. Yeah. Uh, But what that meant for the pink team was getting to have a date night with Charity, and the losing team had to go home. Boo. 
Those dates are brutal. Yeah, and we had two this episode. Yeah, where, well, arguably the second date was worse. Okay. But yeah, that's still pretty bad. I mean, I guess it does make sense as the lead. You want to spend more time with fewer people. It's probably way easier to navigate and, you know, you get more quality time. If I was a bachelorette, I'd be cutting every group date in half. Yeah, that makes sense. It's just, well, because we're at the point where it's still too many guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who said they liked Avatar? I didn't put a note by that. Brayden made oh, an Jesus. Avatar quote. So after his time with her, he said it's like on Avatar when they braid That's their right. tails together and are like, I see you. Okay. I don't, maybe that wasn't a quote, but that was the reference. No, that, that definitely I, is it. I remember now. I okay. literally wrote down, Brayden did not just make an Avatar reference. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. He did. Oh, my God. And then he also did not ask Charity about her. He sat down, pretended to ask, and then made it about him and continued to talk about him. Yeah, she was like, it seems like you have some questions to ask me. He didn't. No, he Unless just. Unless they edited them out. I mean, always possible, but who knows? Um. I don't know. That got kind of contentious that night, I guess, between Brayden and Adrian a little bit, but not before, like, I don't know if Brayden picked that up. I'm curious to know your take on, because this is where Adrian tells Charity that some men are treating it like spring break. This is a moment where I feel like, sure, I buy Adrian believes that. I think that he sees the guys dicking around, doing backflips off the pool side, you know, whatever. In his mind reads spring break. But that's his opinion. And it's not based on anything other than his opinion. And I feel like when he shared that with Charity, it was a little disingenuous. He actually gave me two pink flags, kind of this, this, episode and that was one of them for me where I was like this isn't exactly accurate like I don't have good vibes from Brayden either and I totally get that but I think he also did not represent the situation fairly I agree I think well we know from watching enough seasons and listening to enough podcasts that you spend way more time without the lead than you do with the lead you don't have your phone you don't have access to television so there is many, many, many hours you have to entertain yourself. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, if, you know, having fun by the pool on an off day, that's okay. Enjoy. I don't even like Brayden like at all. And I see nothing <laughs> wrong with what Brayden did in that sense. Like, I think that he could have communicated something different to charity. Well, and then I felt like after communicating that, I, he also said that he, he said something along the lines of like, you're a smart woman. You will figure it out. Like, I felt like he kind of ended it in a way that he was like, I trust you. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, you know, like, I felt like he was kind of stirring shit, but then he like pulled back. That's, I felt that same way that that's kind of how I got that too, where he's like, you know what? Right, right, right. Don't, this isn't her or this is her story, not mine. So like, let her make these decisions. Yeah. And then the spring break thing, I felt like kind of got blown up for no reason. She really ran with that. Yeah, she ran with and, that. And I mean, I understand because arguably there is really a, a constant theme 
every season of like there for the right reasons. Like, and if she gets the feeling that maybe somebody's not, I do think, unfortunately, that is a believable enough scenario where I think leads feel really obligated to act on that because they don't want to be made a fool. Yeah, for sure. Which is why I feel like it was wrong of Adrian to bring that up when that wasn't exactly the case. Yeah, and obviously it ends up being an issue later, but I just felt like the whole thing was kind of unnecessary. Like, just focus on your moment with her. And classic, when she comes and sits down, says that, and then leaves, and Brayden's like, that's definitely not directed at me. <laughs> like, the problem is, too, when you no give self-awareness. <laughs> well, but in Brayden's defense, like, I don't know if he, even he would, like, even with self-awareness would have connected those dots. Well, and he, at that point, was probably like, I haven't done anything wrong. Yeah, he's not talking about spring break. He's not messing around when Charity's around. He's he's on his game when he needs to Eye be. Eye on the prize. Yeah, for sure. So I actually kind of understand also how Brayden could say that, but I laughed. Like, that, that still really got me. So, I don't know. And also, just for the record, don't go on the show and narc on other people. It doesn't pay off. That person always looks bad and goes home. Even if telling the lead was maybe the right thing to do, they don't like you after that. Yeah, they now forever associate you with something bad and drama. Yeah. And there's no way to extricate yourself from that once that's planted because you don't get enough time with the lead. Yeah, just like stay in your own lane. Although I I am kind of conflicted because I get it. I did actually really relate. This is why I like Katie Thurston in Matt James's season is I feel like she knew that was going to absolutely bite her in the ass to go talk about the bullying that was going on in the house and she did it anyway. But also, if you are really invested, not a good move, but I don't know. I mean, it's it's hard. (laughs) But don't do it if you want to win. Yeah. I do feel like that's like, I mean, I feel like bullying is a little bit more of a pertinent thing to discuss. Yeah. Also, this this was, yes. Like just speculating people's maturity levels and acting like these guys aren't here for the wrong reasons when you don't know that. And you're right. Like they're just having fun at the pool like spring break. Like that's dumb. Yeah. So there's the line. If it's actually detrimental, yeah, you probably should say something. But if it is just that, mm, keep your mouth shut. Stay in your lane. Um, anything else from that date? Uh, no. Wait, who got the rose? Ooh, oh, John. John. Went in for Dude, that kiss. Jess's team is like raking it up this week. Is he on my team? Yeah, you don't remember? I'll take him back. <laughs> I got to go back in my notes. Yeah. Um, that I actually remember that. Oh, yeah. Hey. Yeah. Okay. To be honest, it kind of made me uncomfortable. John did? Yeah. I don't know. Him kind of going in for the kiss or asking. I just like, maybe I'm just in my ick phase kind of generally. But he did that and I was like, Ugh. but then it was fine. And she was really into it, clearly. So oh, it I didn't pick out. up on that. I mean, I, it, I, I feel solidly comfortable saying it's a me thing right now. And I don't know. I guess I'm just not. These guys do seem like a better group of guys than we have had in recent seasons past. And so in some ways, 
like, I guess I'm just a little gun shy. That's fair. We assume the worst things are going to happen. For sure. And I feel like the last time that I felt like good about a group of guys was like Katie's guys. And that's been a minute. Katie did have good guys. She did. So somehow she didn't pick any of them. A good one. (laughs) Oh, my God. Anyway. All right. So then we have another group date. Yeah. With Gabby and Rachel. They looked so fabulous. They did. They seemed very comfortable and happy, too. I That makes me happy for them. They kind of had the same hair color, which I thought was cute. Definitely. They, they work very well off of each other. But, man, Gabby is still so hilarious just on her own. <laughs> and side note, Rachel was very well dressed. She looked gorgeous. She did. Yeah, Rachel, Rachel's looking better these days. Um, the date was also kind of mm. eh, kind of cringy. Yeah, those audience participation dates out in front of everybody answer questions. I was hoping they would be better questions. I started to write them down. Cause I was like, oh, maybe I can ask Mandy. But then literally question two is what is the sexiest thing about charity? And I was like, you know, this these questions are not for us. What do you think is the sexiest thing about charity? I would have to say probably just the way that she makes everybody feel so comfortable. Like she is so good at talking to everybody. She really blew me away this entire episode. She did not miss a beat in interacting with anybody. Like she, she's so aware of people. She's got really good infectious energy. Like she's just a sociable person, clearly. I mean, that's such a, that's a sexy trait to me. That's a really good answer. I feel like that is the opposite of how I feel around people. I'm like, We'd just rather not talk. (laughs) And here we are doing a podcast. Podcast. Well, it's easy because it's just you. Fair. But no, that's that's what I think. What did you think of the longest kiss in Bachelor history? Um weird. Super weird. Super weird to kiss someone for that long while a whole audience is watching. But damn, they looked like they could have gone for a Longer. Way longer. Yeah. Well, like, clearly she was like, why did no one tell us to stop? And they're like, we did. <laughs> yeah, they went a minute over the previous record. Uh, and sympathies to the guys who just had to stand there and watch for four God. and a half minutes. That was brutal. And that was a kiss. Like, I was getting a little hot watching it. <laughs> yeah, they weren't just like lips pressed together. They were no. like making out. Yeah. Joey was, going back to the questions portion, Joey was so smooth. He was giving her like fuck eyes the entire time. Yeah, he was. (laughs) So funny. Well, maybe he was really making up for not making any eye contact. Oh, there you go. I remember you noticing that. Yeah. And this time he was just like, got it. Eye contact. Yeah. I thought it was so awkward that they had to like make out with their hands. Oh, right. I like wanted to black that out. I didn't even write that down. I was just like, this is absolutely awful. These are adult men. I'm sorry. What has anybody got to gain from that? We're just making men look stupid. I also feel like kissing your hand shows nothing about your kissing technique because kissing technique is more so based on how you read the other person and their kissing technique. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like a dance. Like you're kind of following someone's lead and you're playing off of their style and you're trying. 
I don't know, like kissing is a dance and you have to be paying attention to what your partner's putting out there. It's not just like you doing what you do. Yeah, that was weird. I hate that. I hate that so much. Um, Not a fan of that. Not a fan of the guys having to stand there and watch. Yeah, four minutes and 25 seconds. That is a long kiss. So then Gabby and Rachel tell the men that just watch them kiss for four minutes and 25 seconds that they're going home. And Joey gets a one-on-one. That's rough. That was rough. Um, Do we want to talk about the date first or do we want to talk about the fallout from the longest kiss? Let's talk about the date first. Okay. I like it. Um, We got two really nice answers from guys this episode. Yes. When they opened up to charity. Yeah. And it was just honestly, I think I realized that when people sit down for dinner on The Bachelor, I'm kind of like bracing myself for like the, oh, no, like here comes the trauma sharing. Do you know what I mean? I just feel like it's so formulaic that I'm just bracing myself for like, oh, God, what's coming? Yeah, there have been times where I have like choked up, been unprepared for what gets uttered. And I mean, I get it. Trigger warnings, however you feel about them, not always necessary. But like also, do we really need to be sharing these horror things? So this time, finding out about Joey's family and he comes from a divorced family, but he tells us both parents love him. And we find out that Joey's dad is gay. And that he, his parents have a good relationship. He is super close with his dad. Yeah. Like in the end, obviously it was the right thing for him, for his parents and their family. And that's an amazing thing to share. And I think Charity was so warm and receptive to that because also what a great thing to bond over. She really loves her family too. I think they can really connect with that. Family values and knowing that family matters to your partner is a really crucial thing. Yeah, I did kind of want to tack on. I feel like The Bachelor, this kind of ties in with the very kind of Christian conservative Bachelor culture. But Bachelor Nation is really, is always coming back to this. My parents have been married for 40 years or tra-la-la. And I just want to say that the way Joey brought it up is, of being like, I'm afraid that you might think that that I come from a broken home. Sometimes I know that divorces can shatter families and I don't want to minimize people if that was their experience with it. But also I want to say that divorce is not always a failure. Sometimes divorce is better for the family. And I think that we don't really get to hear a lot of those stories on Bachelor on The Bachelor. So I just thought this was a really good reminder of how important divorce can be for the health of families. Yeah. And that there can still very much be love for with, you know, parents and their children and parents respecting the fact that they now co-parent with another person. And yeah, I agree. Family diversity is really important. I would also like to maybe see them move away from always focusing on like very clean cut nuclear families too, you know, like family, what's good for everybody. Yeah, there's, well, kind of like we saw Katie and her relationship with her mom on Zach's season. Like, yeah, her mom was kind of the pillar of her family and probably had to do so much as a single mother. And I just, don't get me wrong, if you've been married for 40 years, that's beautiful and awesome. 
I just think we need to be more inclusive to like what a successful, happy, healthy family looks like in when The Bachelor is like talking about marriage and family. Yeah, outside of heteronormative values. Yeah. Because <laughs> those are boring. Yeah, and they're not reflective of everybody. I think they're reflective of actually less people than <laughs> we think. So, yeah, I agree. I thought that they have really good chemistry. I was really excited he shared that. Charity was also good about opening up, I feel like, with him. Yeah. She, was, she was into this. Um, it felt a little fast, I guess, because we only got the, the evening portion with them going well, to you dinner. know, they kissed four minutes, so no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if he obviously accepted her rose. Was there anything else you wanted to touch on on their um, date? So far, I feel like, I'm a Joey fan. He seems almost a little too good to be true. So I'm like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, I know. Sometimes when these guys come in here, smooth operator, you're like, mm. like he's so earnest and he's so just like shiny eyed and there for her. I hope, you know, I hope all of that's true. A part of me is like, mm, what's going on? See, yeah, this is your version of that. You're like, this is, I don't know. But so far, he's super cute and I'm impressed with his. Uh, the way he's pursuing charity. Yeah, this is good. Um, back at the house. Dun dun dun. Brayden is being a little shit. A little shit for sure. So the guys come back. They're pretty bummed. <laughs> yeah, and was it not John? But I don't remember the guy. I don't know. One of the guys was telling what happened on the date. And Josh. Josh. John. Josh. <laughs> I know. They're all going to be, well, Josh is gone, so. And gone. Josh, I, you could tell Josh was pretty bummed, but he was trying to be like, yeah, like, kind of a bummer, but we still had a good time. And Brayden's reaction was. He was disgusted with charity. He's yeah. like, I'm going to pack my bags. Yeah, like, I will not date someone who treats me like that. Yeah, and he's acting so hurt or like not even hurt like he's acting indignant that like how dare she make out with other guys for and four and a half minutes while she insists that the other guys stand around and watch yeah like she disrespected the men by making them do that yeah and like i've got news uh charity didn't orchestrate that production did and you signed up for reality tv buddy like what did you expect this is what it looks like when you go on a dating show. I wonder if he's watched the show. Do you think he's watched the show and he's just playing, like he's purposely playing the part of an opinionated asshole that is pretending like he doesn't know how the show works? Or do you think he hasn't watched the show and he's just saying how he feels? I have no idea. I'm so bad at guessing people's motivations. Like, I don't, I don't know. We're like, not even motivations, but um, I mean, I guess maybe motivations is it. I don't know. You know what I mean, though? Like, I get it. Like, you're it's on almost, the show. What did you think was going to happen? She's dating 25 guys. Yeah. And he goes on to like use the words classless. Yeah. Like, he, that she disrespected them. I wrote down that he was attacking her character. Yeah. He was awful to her and you know then when he showed up the next day I was like dude I thought your bags were packed what are you doing here yeah 
<laughs> oh, oh, you have to go get a word in before you go. He seems like someone who, if you're in a relationship with him, he is always threatening to break up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's always using the most extreme thing he can to get what he wants out of you. Ugh. Yeah. I could see that. Like I've dated guys like that. That sucks. Um, yeah. Brayden's attitude about all of that really just does not make the guys happy. So then they have the pool party. Barbecue. Oh, yeah. Sorry, barbecue. Uh, which I love seeing the boys like steam their shirts and start prepping the food. Yeah, who did the cooking? It looked to me like it was mostly Xavier and Aaron B doing the cooking. Which that's attractive. Yeah, I, that was my first question. Who is cooking? <laughs> that is where I'm spending all of my time. I hope Charity paid attention to that. Yeah. Um, barbecue seems like a fun idea. Love that way more than a cocktail party. Yeah. More comfortable. And then this is where she has a conversation with Brayden. And Brayden is somewhat transparent with her and tells her that he was really hurt by what he found out about the, that happened on the date. Yeah. He literally, Jess, I'm, I'm sorry. I know that literally is annoying. But he literally said that he was questioning her character. And she, it's almost like she didn't absorb that he said that. I know. She just let that slide it, completely. It was like water off a duck's back. I and know. I, I was like, what? Like, I expected her to be enraged. And she's like, oh, man. Like, no, thank you for telling me how you feel. I, I need to know. I want to know how you feel. Oh, she we, is dumb on the I dick. I was going to say, we know what this is. This dumb is, on the dick. I hate this for women. I really do. Yeah. Dumb on the dick. I don't know what else to say, which sucks because like also it's wild to me that when Adrian like actually told her like, listen, this is no good. This is what happened. Well, I trust Adrian and I trust, trust Brayden. So I'm going to give them both roses. And then she's telling him not to worry about it when he was the last person. Like, what is even happening? Yeah, I was confused why we didn't see another conversation with Brayden where she kind of addressed what Adrian said. Yeah, there was some wild cognitive dissonance going on there for her to just be like, I trust them both. Well, and then she cancels the rest of the barbecue because she's upset. But then she just keeps them both at the rose ceremony. It seemed much, very unresolved. Yeah, I also have to wonder if she she does seem like, you know, a duck water off its back kind of attitude. Like, I wonder if production was like, aren't you mad? Are you furious? Don't you want to go talk to Brayden again? She was probably just like, no, I'm okay. And they're like, well, storm warning, we have to cancel the barbecue. I wonder... That's if, fan theory. I don't know. I made that up. So don't. That's not what happened. No, you're fine. Um, she obviously probably likes Brayden more than Adrian. Oh, for sure. And Adrian is throwing shit in Brayden's direction. She's trying to make Adrian feel heard. And the whole time she's like, well, I'm definitely not sending Brayden home. Yeah. 
I don't know. I feel like she tried to validate Adrian, but in the end, she had already made her decision with Brayden. I don't know. It is it is weird. Also, though, and I don't know. I this is another moment too where Adrian does talk to her about this, but then also brings up that he's a dad. Sometimes, and I don't. I'm not a parent, so I don't really know. But sometimes it feels like people wait for the moment they think they need to throw the kid card down. Wa-pa! Yeah, and I get where he's coming from. So I kind of like, I hear you. But then also I'm like, mm. are you using this strategically? Right. Like, why are you causing shit about the spring break thing? And now suddenly you've got a kid and like, too much too soon, dude. Like, you can't. <laughs> I am a little surprised she was like more peeved about the spring break thing than Brayden calling her classless. Yeah, she just like not charity. Come on. Come on. Yeah, that was come on, come on, come on, come on. That was wild. I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> don't know what's going on. Well, we do. We do know what's going on, but hopefully she gets clear eyed soon. And maybe next week that is the week. Maybe. Or maybe Braden producers just, are just playing us and we don't know what's going to happen. It would be awesome if he goes down in a fiery ball of flames. With her just clipping off his rose. That would be... And calling him classless. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he had those fake little pearl earrings on. Oh, yeah. Brandon and my mom actually have very similar taste in earrings. Like, all the earrings he wore, I was like, dude, I'm pretty sure my mom had all those. And no offense, like... That's not a that's not really a dig on anybody, but just something that registered with me. Yeah, and as even though I defended his alternative fashion, I will say that Brayden doesn't have a great fashion sense. I mean, you know, confidently wear and be who you wear what you want, be who you want to be. Yeah. But I'm I'm not supporting his fashion choices. <laughs> For sure. No, no, no. I'm not I'm not holding you to it. It just made me laugh and because you brought up last week about him getting shit for the earrings. Now that's like all I can see. And you know what? I'm being judgy Jess and I am. That's fair. We can judge him a little bit. I'm just saying don't write off alternative people on such a conservative show. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> no. Um, Did anything else go down? Oh, she talked to Dothan. Oh, yeah. Their conversation was great. She was like, they felt like they had some good chemistry. I loved his little four-year-old card. I know. Oh, my God. And he just keeps reiterating that he wouldn't be there if she wasn't the bachelorette, which I think is, I don't know. I just hope she really absorbs that because he seems like a very earnest, honest guy who wouldn't be wasting his time with this experience if it wasn't to meet her. Yeah, I get that sense from him, too, big time. And I kind of got the sense... That he's like doing some inner child work by keeping that picture of himself Aww. as a four-year-old, you know, and like a really great way of like showing it to his, his, the four-year-old that's still in him, like, hey, yeah, we're doing things. So I don't know. I thought that was really sweet. I got a lot of good vibes off of him. Me too. He's also in my top four. So, uh, okay. We know your team is doing good. All right. Thank you. <laughs> My team's got to step it up. They are. You got a good team. Uh, Xavier did some cooking. That's true. No, Xavier is definitely the star on my team. We already know that. Yeah. <laughs> I also think James is going to go places. James seems like he's going to. He's he's really. I like him. I wish we got more of him. He had that really great red 
and like cream striped shirt on. Yeah. Love that. They also continue to let him do some ITMs. So that's a good sign. Uh, who else is on my team? I got Braden, which shit. I don't know about that. You have, is it Doton or Doton? Doton. Doton, Joey. John. John and. Kayla B. Oh, that was your ringer. This was a mistake. I don't remember who my fourth guy was. I don't know. It I, doesn't matter. See, it's hard to remember. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many guys. Xavier, James, Brayden. Oh, Warwick. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, he's cute. He's he, so cute. He hasn't gotten much. Uh... Screen time. Yeah, like momentum yet. But, you know, maybe he'll be like um, an Ariel. Yeah, where, like a dark horse. Yeah, just coming in from behind mid-season. I would love that. Me too. For sure. Um, any any other things of note? It's no, I honestly barbecue. really enjoyed this episode. Oh, sorry. We should talk about the rose ceremony before I jump the gun. Oh. But how many people went home? Um, if we can trust my list and... Three, four, five, six. That's that's kind of a lot, right? So we we went from no eighteen to twelve. Five five people went home. Did we have eighteen? Nineteen. So nine. So we went from nineteen to, to 14. fourteen. That's kind of a big cut. I'm trying to remember if that's how many people. Well, we also started off with five less guys, so we like kind of got down to. She's cutting the fat. Yeah, fast. Oh my gosh, her golden glitter dress. She just looks so phenomenal. I am so excited for the rest of the season just to see what she wears. Like movie star. Are, are you kidding me? Yeah, she's she's got good style. The blue sweatshirt on the beach. All of it. So yeah, good. Fantastic. Um, I kind of love that she made Braden sweat it out. But then she was so reassuring to him when he got up there. I know. She was like giggling like, don't worry. <laughs> she's, she's so into him. Oh, yes. And to an extent, I do think that it's fair that the guys give her agency and the ability to choose for herself without really impacting her decisions. And like, unless it is something where it is a really big red flag, they really like this is kind of something that happens every season where collectively the house will make a decision that may or may not actually be the best for the lead. I do think it's important to note that thus far the house doesn't seem to be on Adrian's side. I don't yeah. think the house is maybe necessarily on either side. I think they're just kind of annoyed. But Xavier was like, come on, Adrian, like, what are you doing? Right. Because it does also inevitably take away from their time, too. Yeah, and so, I mean, that could change. We we could see the house kind of shift to be anti Braden, But so far, Adrian is kind of like fighting his own fight. Yeah. Yeah, which is good. Good for them. Stay out of it. That is always the right thing to do. And someone, right before the rose ceremony started, Braden was looking really nervous and someone like comforted him by putting Ugh, their hand I on saw his that. shoulder. And so I'm like, I feel like Braden maybe isn't that disliked yet. Yeah. Well, he seems like such a guy's guy. I really hate that he tried to pl play it off. Like, and whether we saw that in the preview or if that was in the episode that we just watched, but he was saying that what he says to the guys is not meant for Charity to hear. And it's like, yeah. that's locker room Fucked talk. Up. 
No, that's not how that works. Yeah. So I do think, unfortunately, Brayden is a guy's guy. And that's. I also feel like his tactic of kind of coming down on her and being upset with her is kind of some emotional manipulation because that kind of gives him power. Yes. And takes it away from her. Yeah, that she's not allowed to date because it's not good for the guys. But literally, that is what the show is, is she is dating 25 guys and she gets to date 25 guys. Yeah, and now it's almost like putting in her position to need his approval or not upset him again. Yeah. I don't know. It's It creates a weird dynamic. And... I don't love that for her. I don't either. I really hated that. It's very reminiscent of Tino. Boo. Yeah. It turns out that that is not the right call. Like the leads get to do the lead thing. But how many times on this show do we see people go after the person that is not making anything easy? Right? Oh, yeah. Like it's always kind of, I mean… Very cliche, but people like the chase. People like to have to pursue things. People like to have to work for things. Man, I think that's such a, a bad value that we seem to instill in people. Is Do you think that, it's because we want the validation from the people who give it to us the least? It's probably complicated. I'm sure there's a layer to it. I'm sure there's the idea that nothing should come easy. You know, the, the work hard and... You know, somebody who is too open to available is not somebody that you're having to is not challenging. And I think sometimes we try to apply challenges to the wrong things. And honestly, pursuing love does not feel like an area in which I want to be challenged the way that I think made sense to me in my 20s. You know, if that makes any sense. If it's hard, like walk away from that. Yeah, get out of here. I mean, like a relationship is hard in certain ways because you have to work at it together. But you should know where you stand with that person. Yeah. You should not have to fight for it or question it or, you know, especially in the beginning stages, (laughs) it should not be that hard. No. No, it really shouldn't. So that, that to me just, I don't know, not a good move on her part. And yeah, we do see this over and over. Um, Hopefully. She ends up with the right person. Well, I think Charity's smart. I think she is too. So I, I think we're, we'll be okay. But if she picks Brayden, woof. <laughs> I don't think we have to worry about that. I don't remember who we were talking about that was dumb and dumb on the dick, but Charity is not dumb. So no. she's good. You can have one ailment, but you can't have both. So I think she'll be okay. What is your drama rating? The drama was not very high, but it was an entertaining episode. I really enjoyed watching this episode. I did too, so I'm conflicted. Does our drama rating allow us to rate it high for enjoyment, or does it have to be? Because, like, if I'm being honest, the drama in it's, like, maybe a three. But my enjoyment's, like, a solid eight. This is only drama. Only drama. (laughs) Only drama. You know what I mean? Uh, like OnlyFans, but only drama. <laughs> um, so I'm going to give it, man, I'm going to give it like a 2.5. It just wasn't that dramatic in large part because Charity's so chill. Yeah, I'm going to give it a three just because 
it was kind of what we saw last week. Different flavor, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Good consistency. I like it. Actually, yeah, last week we gave it a three. And I feel like this week we had the weird Braden stuff. I'm going to change it to a 3.5. Whoa, I like it. Yeah. The Braden stuff just didn't feel dramatic to me because it didn't seem to impact anything. Which is why not defending, not saying that you can't have your three. I just feel like I have to defend my two and a half because your three and a half makes sense to me. Oh. <laughs> I, th- I see truth in both of our scores. Okay, cool. Want to make sure that like I'm on the up and up. I'm not slacking. I will say that I was listening to Nick's podcast and Brayden supposedly started a new Instagram account in 2022. So I do think it's somewhat concerning that he felt the need to delete his, if he had a previous Instagram account, which I'm sure he did. Oh, he absolutely did. A guy like Brayden does not. not I'm just, ha- you know what I mean? That seems calculated. Yeah. Yeah. So I am fairly blind this season on people. That surprises me. Jess does her research pretty much all the time. I know. I've been distracted by other things. Uh, thanks for sticking around. Uh, we're looking forward to the rest of the season. Yeah. It's going to be good. Bye. Bye. Drama Bonded is produced and hosted by Jessica Brumbaugh and Mandy Booth. Our production manager and editor is Solomon Brumbaugh. Our theme music is by Joe Waters. You can find more of his music streaming on the EP Jupiter Daywatch. Music vocals by Mandy Booth. Graphic designer is Pigeon House. Special thanks to everybody who has downloaded and listened to us. We are so, so grateful for your support. Thank you.